Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com, or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. We sure as heck are. Man, we got some good stuff for you. Um... My man, you got a you have a big trade in the National Football League. You have a president of football operations claiming that Aaron Rodgers divided their fan base. Uh, we have a craziness in U.S. soccer against Mexico, and oh yeah, by the way, um, uh, gosh, there's a bunch of other stuff. Then you have you have John. Rahm. Let me start. I'm gonna actually start with John Rom in one second, okay? Because what I'm gonna say about John Rom, you have not heard on national sports radio. You will not hear on national sports radio. That's in one moment. Is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSE six blade razor is perfect for the extra close, precise shave. Get one now near a store near you. As part of a gift set at DollarShaveClub.com/slash/breakfastclub. That's DollarShaveClub.com/slash/breakfastclub. Okay, John Rom, okay. Um, Dan Byer is the perfect guy for this because Dan is our golf expert and golf kind of servant, right? Um, plus, guy was at paternity leave during the PGA, so he was just all golfed out the entire time. And he is a newborn, which means no golf for him. <laughs> True. No golf for him. Um, John Rom was leading by a good margin on Saturday – on a PGA tour event in at Muirfield village, right? It's called the Memorial. Yep. It's, it's an event that tiger, I think he's won seven times. <laughs> yeah. Now. It's Jack right. Nicholas's tournament. Yeah. Right. And he loves playing and he usually plays well. So it's a bummer when he's not there. So he tests positive for COVID and he had to withdraw. Am I, am I, am I missing anything? In, no, in this? Um, no, that's, uh, that was the case. Had a close contact earlier in this week, uh, earlier in the week. 
and then was given the option to continue to play uh, to go through the you know rigorous testing or withdraw from the tournament. And he chose to go through the testing and continue to play. I have no sympathy for John Rom. Zero. Okay. If his doctors approved him getting the vaccine, the vaccine, I have zero sympathy for him. None. Now, I understand that everyone has their own story and has their own doctor or maybe has their own stuff in which they. And look, I'm not telling you you have to get the vaccine. I believe you should if your doctor says you can. There's a very small minority of people who cannot get certain vaccines. If your doctor says get it, you should get it. John Ron specifically. And I understand that there's a little bit of a dated nature to what the PGA Tour is doing and what most of these sports is doing. It's like, look, I mean, everybody's out in public now. Like, what are we doing? I I understand. But you knew they were going to be testing. You knew this was the policy in place. You have absolutely had every opportunity for several months to get the vaccine, and you chose not to. I can't help you. Right? I don't establish the rules Muirfield Village and the PGA Tour did. Those are the rules. And if you had your vaccine, you can, even if you tested positive, because you can get it when you have the vaccine, you can go like, look, well, what's the point? I got, I got the vaccine, right? Which would be a, a fair argument. I don't understand the guys like who, people who have the vaccine and then we're supposed to still, you know, wear a mask, be under lock and key. And the government's come out and said like, look, you had the vaccine. You can go back, but like, it, it discourages people from getting the vaccine. He did not. That was his choice. That's where this story should 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 go to. You can have whatever feeling you want about the vaccine. I believe you're wrong unless your doctor says you can't get it. Not because I've said it, but enough, but doctors and scientists will, will give you fact upon fact and reason upon reason that you should, in fact, go get it. And your kids now can and will. My kids have begun the process of being vaccinated as well. But again, if you want to not, but if it's your job, And your job is going to thrust you into a locker room full of people. Your job is going to take you to a golf course full of people. And the way to protect yourself from having to withdraw when you're about to win a very prestigious event whose total purse is $9.3 million. You don't take home the total purse, I understand. But it's a lot of money. And he was playing great golf and he's a great golfer. Your choice not to vaccine is the story. Not the arcane rules of the PGA who, like, look, these rules, it's like a... It's like a, a, a slow moving ship. It's hard to turn that ship around, right? We'll get there eventually, but you knew the rules. All right, let's get to the, let's get to the meat of what I really want to talk about, which is the NBA. Uh, tales of the Clippers demise have been greatly exaggerated. And as I told Dan Beyer Friday, Friday, we played a game. Was it Friday, Dan? We played a game like your most dangerous yep. team in the playoffs, right? Yes. And I said, like, look, I, I still think it's the Clippers, even though at the time they were down three games to two. Just my, my point is that they still have Kawhi Leonard, who in the in the last two games has looked like the best player on earth. They still have a good mix of bigs and littles and Paul George as the, the second option. And I, I think if I'm being totally honest, I think Ty Lue was the better coach. He made the adjustments and understood everything and figured it out. It's it's like a it's a jigsaw puzzle. And you're sitting there going like this piece. No, this piece. No, stop playing Patrick Beverly. Started playing Luke Kennard. You know, he played Trey Mann as like a small ball five. Like dude did things that we didn't think could be done and pulled it off. And yeah, Kawhi was Kawhi on. What was that Friday night? Yeah, and and actually during our game time, our psychic game, I asked you prior to game six who would be the best player on the floor that night, and you, without hesitation, said Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Now look, I like I I love Luca. He's good. He's very very good, and he probably will. I I would assume he's going to get much better. Um, let's also be honest that as special as he is, and as much as he's carrying a team, it it. There, there's if this is a lot like the LeBron thing, right? Like he ends up exhausting himself and it can be hard to play with. And then when he's out of the game, you're like, we well, now we got to play a completely different style of basketball. And I thought Rick Carlisle did a great job of using Boban. 
right? Boban all of a sudden became this walking bucket because the Clippers refused to use Zubac. And that was because every time Zubac in the game, they went right at Zubac, you know? And whereas when the Mavericks uh, had Boban in the game, they went to a 2-3 zone so that he didn't have to go and guard one guy. He didn't have to guard screen roll nearly, nearly the same. It, it was a great chess match, and I thought Ty Lue won it. He made better adjustments. And it does go back to game three. Game three, you're up 19 points, and you take out Luka in the first quarter. You can't win a game in the first half. You can damn sure lose it. I thought the Mavericks lost it then. End of the first quarter, four and a half minutes later, it was a three-point game. Whereas if you watched last night, or if you watched on Saturday night, you'd notice that Kawhi Leonard did not come out of the game in the fourth quarter when guys stars usually take a little bit of a rest. So I, I just, I thought it was a great series. And every most every team outside of the Warriors that um, the year they won it before they won 73 games, most every team faces some sort of adversity. That was their adversity. Doesn't mean they're in the clear, but boy, if, if they didn't show you something, I don't, I don't know what you're looking for. Otherwise, I, I, I don't if If you're not impressed by what the Clippers did over the past uh, two games, specifically when they cannot lose your back is against the wall. It is, you know, your fear of blowing up a team, you know, and you don't play Patrick Beverly did not play him a minute. Right. Stop playing Rondo for the most part. He played, he had a three yesterday, he played like nine minutes, but all of a sudden you start playing Luke Kennard and you played Trey man, 26 minutes. He got it done. I, I think Carlisle cost himself the series in game three. I thought Ty Lue made better and smarter adjustments. I did think that Carlisle adjusted to it and tried to make his own adjustments, but I, I, I thought it was too late. Once the Clippers woke up, that was kind of that. That was kind of that. And now we have this really weird situation in L.A., right? In L.A., nobody takes the Clippers seriously. They never really have. And there are some Clipper fans but it's overwhelmingly Laker fans who now still don't like LeBron. He's still not one of us, but hate the Clippers probably more. And now the Clippers have a chance to do something if they can win four more games they've never done before, which is get to the third round, get to the conference finals. They've never been there before. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's let's get to this story. Mark Murphy is the president of the Green Bay Packers. He's formerly the general manager, and he got kicked upstairs. That's when Brian Gunnikunst, who's only worked in the Packers, uh, got promoted. The situation we face, this is Mark Murphy, with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. The emails and letters I've received reflect that fact. As I wrote here last month, and this is from Packers.com, we remain committed to resolving things with Aaron and want him to be our quarterback in 2021 and beyond. We are working to resolve that situation and realize that the less both sides say publicly, the better. Um, I... I I don't think that like there's people like, wow, how could you possibly say that? Because it's the truth, right? Aaron Rodgers is making you choose between Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gunnikens or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It's inarguable. You're either on team Aaron or you're on team Brian Gunnikens. And his interview with Kenny Maine was, you know, just simply trying to get the people. It's about the people. It's about the people. It's about the people. And I don't say this because I think Aaron's a bad person. I don't. I think he's actually a very good person. I think he, he is, uh, for people he uh, feels the, the, that need help, he will help them. For people that are friends, he is their friend. Obviously, he and Brian Gunnikunst, not friends. But if you didn't think it would divide a fan base, you wouldn't have had to go to the interview to try and get people on your side. You're making people choose. And here's the thing. Um, Here's the thing. Making you choose, making you choose between one or the other, not everybody's going to pick your side. (laughs) There are going to be, a lot of people don't like when people don't like them. You ever notice that? It's like, why don't some people write for president, run for president? Like, ah, it's because people won't like you. They won't like what you believe in. You're going to have to deal with the fact that in life, not everybody likes you. And not a lot of people, there's a lot of people that can't deal with that. But I don't think what Mark Murphy said was, first, you know, I'm sure he, whatever his, his uh, 
size of the, the n- number wise of emails and texts and, and letters from people is I'm sure he's speaking from truth and a divided fan base does not mean it's 50, 50. It can be 70, 30. That's still a divided fan base. He didn't say it was evenly divided. He didn't say people were in our favor. He just said like, look, we want to get this worked out, but Aaron's kind of divided us. He ain't wrong, brother. Not wrong. So I don't. I I think this is this is a family squabble, and Aaron Rodgers wants to be emancipated. I think on some level from that, and and I'm sure they're just like I am with my I have a 14, 15 year old daughter. She I have two of them. One of them is like, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. It's like, okay, if you want emancipation, we can fill out the paperwork and go. But, you know, all those other things that you do when you're emancipated, I don't have to pay for them. You know what stopped right then and there? Any sort of talk of emancipation. She was like, what's emancipated? It means you're free. You're an adult. You can do what you want. 15 years old, go for it. But I don't actually have to pay for any of the stuff I pay for if that happens. Anything I, I mean, even now it's out of the goodness of my heart, but really then it's out of the goodness of my heart. So Aaron Rodgers wants to be emancipated. They're like, eh, no, no, we have you under contract. We're good. Let's work it out. Let's work it out. But some people were bothered by the language and by, oh, he's saying he's dividing us by, by dividing us. He's putting Aaron on the opposite side of it. Like, no, Aaron did this. Let's just be honest. And I also thought another interesting part of the statement, and this is where, where he said, like, you know, we discourage them from sharing their thoughts publicly which, by the way, is one of their big issues with Aaron Rodgers. First, he leaked the story out about wanting to be traded. Then they leaked the story out about the 49ers, you know. And then he had the interview with Kenny Mayne, as well as several other interviews. He's allowed to do this, but I think what Mark Murphy is saying is accurate. The more you say publicly, the worse it actually is, whether we stay together or we break up. Bayer, do you see any way in which uh, Aaron Rodgers shows up for mandatory minicamp? No, I don't. Do you have a problem with what Mark Murphy wrote where he said he's divided our fan base? I, I thought it was unsolicited, and I actually thought it would have been worded better if this statement would have, if the last line of not talking in the public was actually the first thing that he said, as opposed to the last thing that he said. Uh, explain. Meaning, like, if he said, listen, uh, I think that these things are are best done in private or not done publicly. We've stated what we want. Uh, you know, we want Aaron to be a part of the 2021 football team. And, uh, you know, that's we, we hope that he's here, yada, yada, yada. In that way, it because otherwise this just makes it sound like he's trying to get in a zinger um, or something at the end, whereas opposed to, Hey, this is my thought. This is how we are, you know, going with it. We'd we'd rather not do it, but if you do want to know where we stand, this is where we stand. So you have a problem with him saying don't share publicly? Um yeah, when you just talked for, you know, four sentences and said that uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has divided the fan base, and then all of a sudden you say, like, we it's best to keep these not public, who's who's just went public with it? Mm. Here's what I'll disagree. This is a lot like, you know, in a courthouse and in a court, and I don't know how accurate it is in a real court. I'm going more by what I've seen on TV, right? Mm -hmm. Right, Where once the witness answers a question a certain way, it opens the door for other line of questioning, right? Well, he opened the door with other line of questioning. I think that Aaron Rodgers opened the door for this. He just did. Like he went public and Mark, Mark Murphy is like, look, Here's the here's the obvious thing. People are divided on. Everybody loves Aaron, and people like the Packers, and it feels like there's a division. Here's our statement. We're keeping him. We're going to try and work it out. I actually don't think there's any, you know, was he supposed to not say anything in an update? Well, the, there wasn't even a question, really, about Aaron Rodgers dividing the fan base. Like, the, the whole comment was somebody saying, like, don't let the bastards get you down. And so then he brings Aaron Rodgers into it. Who, I, I mean, it's not like, hey, Mark, 
How is the Aaron Rodgers situation going to play out in the offseason? Thanks. Well, I'm sure he's asked a million times. Sure, but you and I also know that they probably get hundreds of emails, and they chose that one to end up publishing and responding to. Okay. I actually have sided with the Packers through all of this, but in this instance, I actually think that Mark Murphy misplayed his hand, and the Packers misplayed their hand. Uh, I have sided with the Packers. I didn't see anything terribly wrong with this. Uh, I thought that he was just stating, of, hey, this is where we are as of right. You know, this is where we are. Everybody knows where we are. And, you know, he's not going anywhere. I, th- I thought that's why they did what they did. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Which, was he supposed to say nothing? We're going to keep this in house? I think or, or the, not or not say not say the I'd encourage you not say anything publicly. I I just I I th- to me if that's what they had the problem with Aaron Rodgers doing did they want to get out their piece did they just want to reiterate to me it just seemed very unsolicited to have the response that he had from the question that they received. Um yeah Although I'm sure they're just remember this is the Packers own website. I'm sure they're just getting inundated with questions, right? And inundated with with thoughts and you know and people and and it's the elephant in the room. I, I just I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. It's the elephant in the room, and he's just going like, "Hey, look, elephant in the room. We know you're all talking about it. Here's the here's the deal. We, we're we're not giving up on Aaron Rodgers. No thanks. We're we're keeping him, and the- we're just gonna deal." And and the the question was from from Greg in Toluca, Illinois. And this is this is what makes it so amazing. Is you're right. They've got hundreds of emails. I don't think Greg from Toluca, Illinois, was the only one to ask them about Aaron Rodgers. Yet they used that statement that said, "Dear Mark, you've done a great job. Don't let the bastards drag you down. Washington needs a name. I suggest the Generals." Like that was the question. That prompted Mark Murphy to say the situation we face with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. That's so weird. It's super weird. And and that's the point of they I, I guarantee they got a hundred other emails, but they chose that one to address the Aaron Rodgers situation. Greg's statement, <laughs> fresh out of Toluca, Illinois. I, I just that's what's so weird about it. So, so weird. Yeah. So, as I wrote here last month, we remain committed to resolving things with Aaron and want him to be our quarterback and beyond. And then he mentions the publicly, uh, you know, the less both sides say publicly, the better. Then he goes and takes on the Washington football team nickname. What are we we doing? Well, I I think there is something here, and and this is another a kind of a side to it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb. We're talking about Mark Murphy, who kind of unsolicited, weird response to a question which had very little to do with Aaron Rodgers. Said, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers, dividing our fan base," which we both actually agree to be accurate. Um, but but here's the here's the part that's interesting to me. Uh, I've asked people why don't the New England guys work outside of New England. Like, look, because they've been good for 20 years and Belichick's had complete control and there there aren't situations like that anywhere else in the NFL where the owner stays out of it but trusts you and he'll write sizable checks. The coach is really well-respected, kind of runs the whole show, like, and, and he can be heavy-handed because there's there's no – he controls everything. Right. So if that's your only snapshot of NFL life, which many of these NFL guys, that's they come in and they start at the video guy and they move their way up and they're only with the Patriots. If that's your only snapshot of life, you think that's normal in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mark Murphy may have thought of himself as like, hey, everybody wants to know my opinion. I'm just going to give it to you. And here goes. And I'll try and be clever about it. But that's because he's only in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Does that make sense? Am I making sense of how I'm explaining it? Like you, you do lack some perspective on what needs to be answered, how it needs to be answered. Because in Green Bay, you, you have uh, remember you have no owner there. Yeah, there's he's a, there's, there's a board, and the, and the, he's the president, so he's kind of his own boss. Like that's there's really no owner there. Yeah, he's the he's the guy in charge. Like that's that is for sure. That I I think that 
I think that there's a part of it, but Mark Murphy's smart as well. Mark Murphy, you know, played in the NFL. Mark Murphy's a Northwestern guy. I mean, like, there's, you know, like he's he's not stupid. They know what they're doing. There's another thing about having the back of Brian Gutekunst later on in the mailbag as well of just, yeah, I, I, I think that he knew exactly what, what he was doing and tried to, uh, tried to get their piece out there in, in, in innocent fashion. And I think some people caught on. Yep. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 PM Eastern noon Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called all ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It got really, really quiet with Laker fans. Laker fans were huffing about. Remember when LeBron was backing down Jay Crowder and Andre Drummond was Im- imitating him? Remember that? Yeah, it was a little early in the series for that. Lakers got some injuries and ended up getting beat. And, uh, and you know, it's funny. Last night, so I, I coach uh, teams 11 to 14. And our 13U team played in the semifinals of a tournament called the Cavs tournament. It's a good, good tournament. Always. It's in uh, the tournaments in garden Grove, California, in a place called the map. And on Saturday you have pool play and we beat a team that was like our nemesis called the Cali rebels and a good program. They combined a couple of teams and they get after you defensively and, you know, they get into really into the game and the parents get really in the game and Saturday we beat them and it was a good feeling for our kids. So Sunday we play him again and it's the semifinals. And um, uh, we had already played, I guess, two games. So it was our third game in probably five hours. So the kids are pretty, and I only had seven yesterday. So they're pretty fried. And um, so we, we keep them at arm's distance most of the game. We're up about nine or ten and they're getting really, things are getting really physical and a little bit chippy. And one of the kids on their team is, is trying to trash talk a couple of my kids. And I have another kid who's trying to defend his teammate and we separate him. And I told my kids, I said, listen, fellas, this is the way basketball works. You try and get in somebody's head. You try and intimidate them. That's what they're trying to do to you. And if that doesn't work, they try and fight you. And if you, if, if those are the things you do when you can't beat somebody straight up in basketball, when you don't have as much basketball skill, when you just, you, you can't do it. That's where we are. And I mean, it ended up being kind of a mess. The other coach lost his cool. Some of the kids lost their cool. And I think we won by either nine or 11, but that was because they called it with a minute left and we had like six free throws coming and the ball with a T, you know, whatever. But I was really proud of my group for maintaining their composure. But I told them, I said, look, if you look at the Lakers series, same thing happened there. When teams get beat and they can't beat you, they're going to try and fight you. Which is what TJ Hushmanzada is going to try to do to me because he's a Laker guy through and through. Um, and he's a little bit bitter that his Lakers lost. And every Laker guy laughs at the Clippers. And now the Clippers are still playing, although they're at their nemesis point, which is the second round of the playoffs. TJ, how are you? Wow, that you set all that up to say I'm, <laughs> that was pretty good, Doug. I'm good. How are you? Doug? Oh, good, man. It was so it was fun to coach these kids. They end up we got to go to overtime to win a championship. They played four games. They were so t- I can't imagine how tired those kids. Like I'm tired coaching them. They had to be so tired today, but they, they 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 it was pretty awesome. There's nothing like it, man. When you coach kids and you lose to a team and they think they can intimidate you and to come back and beat them, man, it's nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Correct. Correct. It's the it's it's the absolute best. And when you do it with a group of guys, and they've been playing together for a while now. It's, it makes it even even sweeter. Um, I want to get to football in a second, but you are a hardcore Laker guy. How much of this blame does LeBron deserve? Oh, when, when you're the best player, when you get all the credit, you have to take some of the blame. That's just the reality of it. But everybody knew without AD and I've never, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've never seen a collection of role players play so bad. Like, they could not make a shot. And that was a telling point, at least for me, that they really didn't have a chance, man. Like they could not, they didn't adjust till the second half of game six when he started playing LeBron at center. But that was when I thought they adjusted. But before that one, 
they clogged the paint, shoot a jump shot, they couldn't make it. So, of course, LeBron has to take some of the blame because when they win, he gets all the credit. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, one, it's father time, catching up with him a little bit. But two, you know, no one's – very few teams are winning when their star or co-star isn't playing. Just not happening, right? You, you want to you pick out the series. And, it, by the way, in this case, Phoenix is pretty good. It's not like they were the two seed playing against the seven seed and they didn't have Anthony Davis. I, granted, the Lakers would have been higher than a seven seed had they not gotten hurt. But, I, I mean, I – I would chalk that much, that one as much, if not more, to injuries than anything else. And I, I said this to someone the other day. The Lakers were the seventh seed. If you take Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton out of that Phoenix lineup, do they beat the Lakers? Probably, probably no. go seven. You take Paul George or Kawhi off the Clippers. I mean, it's a different series. I would say that about Dallas, but, man, Luka is so phenomenal that you take whomever off that team, as long as he's in the lineup, they, they still have a chance. Uh, speaking of the Clippers, did you think they were done? I truly did, and I wanted them to be done. But the Clippers are good. And with the, what did I just talk about with the Lakers? The Clippers' road players stepped up. Marcus Morris stepped up. Reggie Jackson stepped up. Those two guys made big three after big three, and that's what you have to have. If you're going to win a championship, your role players have to play well when you need them, and they hit timely threes consistently. Yeah, no, they were – I thought Ty Lue made some great adjustments as well, right? Like using Trey Mann as like a, straight, a small ball five. You know, he ditched Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly didn't even take off his sweats. Like those are some hard decisions you got to make, and he made them. He pushed the right buttons. He did an excellent job. He he earned his money. It wasn't looking good, though, was it? No. <laughs> it wasn't looking good when they were down. It's like, oh, here we go again. But he earned his money, and kudos to him. They found a way – to get it done when me amongst everyone, oh, they're done. I counted them out, and I was guilty of that as well. And they just played well, man. You you got to give them their credit. But Kawhi Leonard was phenomenal. He doesn't talk much, but his game speaks volumes. Game six and seven, he was out of this world, and that's why they're playing the Utah Jazz. No question about it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports. All right, let's get to football. You are a wide receiver savant. Um, Julio Jones, what, what, are, what are reasonable expectations for him at this stage in his career coming off an injury-plagued year? If he's healthy, wow. That, that's the key with Julio is he's just been, he's been beat up lately. We, we all know that he, he's been hurt. But if Julio is healthy, the sky's the limit. If, if he can play 16 games, him, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry, what are you going to do? You just hope the coach doesn't get too too pass-happy and kind of get away from what they are because they have all these weapons. That, to me, would probably be the biggest key is not to try to do too much because now you have multiple cars, but you really only can drive one at a time. Just, just be smart with what they're doing. Uh, okay. But but they lo- losing John o. Smith and and. Re- and re, uh, and replacing losing Janu and then replacing him with Julio Jones like that was a big part of what they did right play action and then hit tight end play action and then you have you know elite talented wide receiver how much does it change now that you have two talented wide receivers but you don't have the same talent tight end I think they'll evolve into very similar to what they were doing Doug but it will be also different meaning they can do the same thing now is just three wides instead of a double tight end set. And you're pretty much going to get the same type of look defensively, and it will make it a little easier, though. When you have three wides, it's pretty easy for the quarterback to see uh, single high or two high. And so we'll make the reads a little easier, but these coaches are smart, man. You can, you can pretty much do the same thing just a different way. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Mark Murphy came out and he answered an email on Packers.com and he said, look, Aaron, this, this thing has divided our fan base. Is, is, did he say anything wrong in saying that? No. I mean, when you have a player of Aaron Rodgers caliber, that's going to happen. You're, you're going to have people that agree with him, that are on his side, 
and you're going to have the diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Like, I don't care who this is. I don't care who you are. I'm rolling with my team. And he's 100% correct in what he said. It's divided the fan base. And if you feel that way, rectify it. Figure out a solution and make sure both parties are happy. Whatever that solution is, I don't know. But they can figure it out if they want to. Oh, I don't think there's any question, which is the other part that he said is, you know, we, we want to figure it out. We want to make it work. How do you make it work? I mean, for me, I would go. You just got to see and say, okay, Aaron, what, what do you want? Well, what do you want? If you, if you really want to go, the, the problem is the draft is passed. So who's going to give up draft well, they'll capital? Give, they'll, they'll give up draft but, capital, but it's, not, it's right. not as valuable. It's not as valuable. And so do you – Do you, you have to keep them right now if you're the Packers. You, you, it's too late. You have to keep them. There, there's no point in you getting rid of them now. There's really no point to get rid of them now. So the point – you trade him midway through the season or next off season, and that to me is the only way both parties walk away and say, "Ah, okay, I feel good about what we've done." If not, it's a cluster. You know what? Like, how do you think Jordan Love feels? Damn, was Aaron Rodgers really genuine with me? Like, you just don't know when when A Rod comes back, it's gonna be a problem. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, no question. It's going to be, there's going to be some issues there. But of course, you start playing games, he starts winning games. It, it doesn't, in fact, matter. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so with that in mind, let's, let's pepper a little bit around the league. If you were San Francisco, how would you handle your quarterback situation? I would personally want to start Garoppolo out the gate. I mean, you, you got to look, Trey Lance didn't have a lot of starts, he didn't play at a high level. And so you don't want to put him in that situation. Now, if he lights it up in OTAs and training camp and he's just doing really well, you have a shorter lease for Jimmy G. But regardless, Jimmy G has to be opening day starter. And if Trey Lance can develop and advance his game from a mental perspective, it gives you something to think about. But an ideal situation, Jimmy G plays well, they have a good year, and see if they can trade him when the season ends and move on to Trey Lance as he develops throughout his rookie year. I was, uh, I was watching Chad Johnson box, and I wonder what he, you guys have been boys for a long time, junior college teammates, college teammates, NFL teammates. How'd your boy do in the ring? I thought he did well, man. I talked to him yesterday probably. Talked to him a couple times. Talked to him yesterday morning, and I talked to him literally just before he was walking to the ring. And just like, hey, Chad, man. Be smart. Use your legs. Give him angles. Don't take chances unless you feel like you can knock him out. And so uh, I felt he got a little comfortable in the third round. Did he get dropped? Yeah, he got dropped. But like a true champ, it ain't about how many times you get knocked down. We preach this in every sport we play. It's how many times you got up. He got up. He fought hard. I'm proud of him because we can. everybody can make memes and everybody can say this and everybody can say that. Get your butt in the ring. You get your butt in the ring because it's different, man. When it's just you and another man, your nerve. I mean, it's a different game. I'm proud of what he did. I thought he accounted very well for himself. And in my opinion, he won the fight. He won the first three rounds. Yeah, he got dropped. But if you know boxing, you win the first three rounds. That knockdown, you still win the fight. Uh, but I, I thought he did work very, very well for himself. Have you ever been in the ring in a real fight? In a real fight, no, I've sparred plenty of times. But being in the ring, no, I haven't done it in a while. Um, you know me, Doug. The, the, the competitor in me says, oh, I'll do perfectly fine. And Chad is sparred and boxed a lot more recent than I have. And you can – it's just – it's not natural for us because we don't do it on a regular basis. You tell – go tell that guy to cover Chad 10 times in one on one. He's going to lose all 10 reps. All 10. It's a different ball game. We, we athletes and we competitors think, oh, man, I can do this. I'll pick this up quick. But when them uh, punches is coming at your face, Doug, a lot easier said than done. Yeah, everybody, what is it? Everybody has a plan until you get punched, until you get hit in the mouth? Right. Everybody has a plan until you get hit. Chad felt that punch. He's like, oh, okay, I can take this. But what I was he doing? Was he trying more. to give him a high five when he knocked him down? What was he doing there? 
I think he was shocked, Doug. Honestly, I think he was shocked that he got dropped because if you, the buddy hadn't landed a punch on Chad pretty much the whole fight, not not a telling punch. And so I think that it shocked him. But anybody, Chad is not a fighter, man. Chad is a fun-loving dude. For him to get in there and do what he did, kudos to him. I, like, I talked to him after the fight. He went, how'd I do, T? Boy, you did well, very well. And, and so hopefully he doesn't try to make this a, uh, a yearly thing or, or a habit, so to speak. But yeah. he did well, man. And I, and I think any athlete that is boxed knows how well he did. T.J. Usman's out of up on game is uh, every Saturday, 10 to 2 Eastern time, Plexico Burst, uh, LeVar Arrington, and, of course, uh, T.J. Usman's out of Hush, you the best, man. Talk soon. Hey, man, are you watching softball in the studio? I am watching softball. There Everybody I know is watching softball. I actually had some kids. We were watching the Clipper game yesterday in this dude's <laughs> van, in one of those Sprinter vans, in between games, and the Clipper game's over, and they're like, hey, let's watch that softball. That softball's awesome. Everybody knows watching the softball. Hey, man, your Oklahoma State Cowgirls made a run at it, so I'll give you that. They made a run at it. Kept me up late on a Saturday night. Appreciate appreciate you, Hoosh. Thanks so much. All right, Doug. Take care, man. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.